everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials, or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street, or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, we are back again, and today we are covering Nanny. That's right, y'all. We are wrapping up Ladies' Night with a movie, let me tell you. It's African folklore. It's it's a moment. Um, beautiful lighting, beautiful gowns, beautiful acting. Michael Gretchen's handled correctly. She's, she's in the moment. She's on Amazon Prime. Watch her. 100%. I... Yes. Such a good time. Such a mood. Such a... Just a... Aesthetic. Just the whole thing. Yes. 100%. This is what happens when you don't interrupt a black woman at work. Like, literally. <laughs> Touché. Touché. This movie. Like, I, I will say, my first thought is thought right there. Because I was like, who is this gorgeous black woman on my screen when I started this movie? And I went to IMDb and I said, holy shit, this entire cast is gorgeous. Listen. Literally not an ugly person in sight. Listen, but Anna, Anna's been around for a hot minute and like we keep being like, give her the awards and people are like, we're racist. Um, and so like, I was happy she got this, like leave this because like, this is definitely a movie that like a lot of people don't get for whatever the reasons, but it, it's a damn good fucking time. And it's, I keep asking for more horror movies by black people and for black people um, without all this racial trauma, <laughs> um, without all of this like assault. Um, without all these like monologues about how black I am and how hard it is, like leave the white people out of it. And I, I did not expect it to be this movie, but I'm so happy it was this movie because like yes. this girl is an hour and 39 minutes and she don't feel that way. No. She did so much with that runtime that movies so much longer than her thought they were doing last year. 100%. And I, and I thought that, yeah, she just, it's, it is a really interesting build up and I thought that the payoff well at the mo- it when I when I first watched it for me the payoff wasn't what I expected so therefore it wasn't as satisfied but the more I think about it the payoff is amazing because it's not necessarily payoff in a horrific sense it is horrific don't get me wrong but it's payoff it's such a dramatic and it makes everything else make complete sense about this movie. I, I I love the payoff because like it's something obvious that we all should have got, but we didn't because we were like, oh no, we see weird shit. What's happening? What's happening? Of course right. she cares about her son. So her son is haunting her and letting her know that he did and she don't know. Um, that <laughs> that makes perfect sense to me. I now that I've seen it twice, it makes perfect sense. The first time I was like, yeah. "What's going on?" But like, also, so like, I the design for this movie is gorgeous, and I'm gonna get into that later. But like, it's it's so blue, and like initially, you're just like, "Well, she's sad, so maybe that's what we're leading into." Also, blue looks really good on black people. Maybe we're leading into that. But water's also blue. Her son drowned. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Again, it's yeah. these are obvious things that people are just like stepping around and over. 
Well, oh, absolutely. And I think that I love when horror, especially dealing with like folklore horror kind of things, is set in a large city because I think when we as a culture tend to think about folk in quotation marks, mm-hmm. we think rural, we think uh, farming or woods or, you know, very, very rural areas. But folklore can happen everywhere. Everywhere has folklore. And so I find it really interesting when it happens in like a large city like New York. And especially, it, one, horror set in big cities is always really interesting to me in general because you tend to immediately think, oh, there's people around you. You're fine. That's A, not true, but also B, terrifying to think that there are people around you that you can't trust or that or that they're not there to protect you in, 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 in a way. And so I find one horror set in big cities interesting, number one, but especially folk horror set in big cities, chef's kiss. I, I just love that we have African folk horror in New York because so often we're left out of New York. Like when people set the shit up over there, they just forget black people exist. Um, and so you get girls. Um, and you guys are like whitewashed situations and you're just like, you were in the Bronx. You have to acknowledge black people exist. You have to acknowledge black people exist in Harlem. You have to acknowledge people exist in Brooklyn. We are, we are in New York. I've been there a few times. I've seen others. I was not alone. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you, Lena Dunham. But like I, <laughs> and so I love that we have this woman who comes to this she comes to this country. She comes to this city. Um, she's putting in her like more than her share of the fucking work to get her son over here because she wants her fucking son. And like, it feels like it's about to be set up to be one of those situations where she's going to end up nannying a kid to like keep her son here and keep him in school. And he's going to feel neglected, but he never gets to come over here because the cousin fucked her up, which I'm going to get to because I got thoughts about that thought. That bitch. Okay, I would yeah, that bitch. Um, but like it, it's a conversation that we see because we see a lot of people who have to come here and have to work. And so like they're trying to make this life for their kids, but their kids don't get to see them and their kids are resentful because it's like you raise that like white woman's kid, but you never talked to us. We never saw you. Um, there was an episode of Atlanta last year in season, was it season three? Like they did a weird thing and they had two seasons last year. I think it was season three though. And it's called Trini to the, Trini to the Bone or something like that. I'm not saying it correctly. But, like, basically, this white family, they have, like, they have a maid and a nanny, and she's from a different country. And, like, they were just, like, abusing her, running her into the ground. And she dies. And the kid is like, um, that's, that's the only person who actually looked out for me. That's the only person who cared for me. What do you mean she's not coming back? And they have to explain death to the kid. And they end up taking the kid to the funeral and they're like, this is too many brown and black people. Oh no, it's awful here. And the kid's like, I like this food. This is the song she taught me. And they're like, maybe we need to do something. And meanwhile, the woman whose funeral it is, her kids are grown and they're just like, these white people are in our mother's funeral, but we never got to see her mother because she's at your house because you kept her working out these hours and she raised your children, but she never fucking said anything to us because we never got to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a really interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah, which was definitely, because you could tell that's sort of what was going on here, in mm-hmm. that like she's tasked taking care of this girl. Who is clearly neglected by both parents. I'm sorry, I just found out that's Felicia Rashad in this movie, and I'm fighting with that bitch. No, I think I think, I think Google's fucking up, because Yeah, Felicia Rashad's not in this. They have her, her the Miss Kathleen, but they also have yeah, Leslie Uggams. 
Yeah, Leslie Uggams is Kathleen. Because I'm about to say, if that bitch put on a wig and slid by me, I'm going to have to drag her real quick. Me and Felicia <laughs> are fighting. If you don't know why, Google her. I hope she did not get that position. She needs to be sent home. Yeah, no, but it, Felicia Rashad is not in this film. It is, it's uh, Leslie Uggams, who yeah. is also incredible. But She's yeah. incredible that we're not fighting. So she could be in this movie. Had it been Felicia, I'd have turned this whole podcast around. Because like, we ended up complimenting her in Black Box before she let us know who she fucking was. Yeah. I hope yeah. it made her less than we asked for. Um, <laughs> um back to this movie though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aisha was definitely having to take care of this girl whose parents were bullshit and she was missing her phone calls with her son and she didn't get to connect with her son and she was feeling guilt about that. And so you're like, is is this guilt? Is this is that what this is? I and mean, it's manifested in these weird ways. But then like when it upsets the game, it's like something else is happening. And when we find out what the something else is, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I absolutely. And I think that I, I will say every performance in this in this movie works perfectly. I love the evolution of Amy's character played by Michelle Monaghan, because when you when you first when you first meet her at the beginning of the film, a she's a white woman. So, you know, there's some there's going to mm-hmm. be. Some some there there, right? But she seems very warm, very friendly, very this. But it was as she, immediately gone though. Oh, yeah, yes, especially uh, yeah. But like I but as she continued that those walls break down from her and you see the raw nastiness of who she is, especially in that scene where she walks in with uh, Aisha giving her daughter the seasoned food (laughs) and flips out. And I love when Aisha was like, you want me to feed her this and it's it's rotting vegetables or what about this or that? And it's all this shit. I loved it. I just... the second so she nice. met this white lady, I was like, oh, no, this is the real enemy. This is the real horror. Because Amy gives her the immediate same feeling I've gotten for every white woman I've had to quit. Um, every white woman I've had to quit starts off this way. Can't say her name right. Her name is Aisha. Why are we doing so extra with this? Her and her husband were like, Aisha, Aisha. And I'm like, uh, why are you doing the most? It reminds me of people who always are overdoing it with my name because they racist. But this like, listen, they're like, Shabrai. And I'm like, you could have just asked how to say it. You didn't have to go out there. I was safari because a student couldn't get oh, yeah, it together. That's my favorite. Listen, listen. People always doing the fucking most. Um, racist. And oh, so, yeah. like, when she meets her, I'm like, this woman is not right. You know, you can't be here. But also, money. I understand. I've taken these jobs. I've quit. Lyric Cop of Chicago. Um, <laughs> um, IU Theater and Dance in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, so forth and so forth. I've there, every time there was a white lady, I basically had to fucking quit. Um, that's just all there is to it. Because again, they're like, I'm not a problem. I'm not the drama. And then they are the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> and that's why I have to yeah. work from home now. Because no, never again, never again. <laughs> Don't blame you. Yeah, no, I, I, I just loved the the evolution of her energy and her animosity she gets i don't and i don't i wish no i don't wish i'm not gonna say that i i don't understand like i think the last scene we see her in 
when and that's the scene where she flips out on Aisha for for giving her the seasoned food. That she starts to break down, and I'm like, "What are you?" Bitch. No, she immediately came in with the energy of a white woman that needs to be quit because, again, like mispronouncing the name, um, kind yeah. condescending, very condescending, and just expected her to like be there because, like, she's like, "Oh yeah, I should have called. Sorry." It's like, um, bitch. And also kind of misremembering the amounts of money to be like, oh, what did we say? $75? And she's like, no, we said 125 Oh, 125 Really? Um, yeah, okay. But then not paying her forever and ever. Um, like these these tricks and this Mary Poppins bag are not new. And I knew they were coming, but the way that they roll out in this movie, I live. Because this is the kind of racism that we need to talk about. Because this is the kind that Karen does every Monday and tells her she's not a racist. Karen, look yeah. at yourself, look at your choices. This is you, bitch. And I think a lot of people also just didn't, they don't understand because they're not black. They're not the people who work under white people. And so they're just like, where did this come from? I'm like, this bitch rolled in with the eyes. And I was like, Aisha, Aisha, I know you know you go. Right. I, yeah, no, I loved when she's standing up for herself. Oh, the moment, I, I almost stood up and gave a standing ovation just to my TV screen. <laughs> When she said, when the dad said, this will be a, a, what's the word? A advance. This will be an advance. And she said, no, this is what I, uh, this is what I'm owed. But then she have this tongue in her mouth while he still owes her money. Again, both of them immediately were the parents from Get Out. Because when she first meets this fool, his white friends talking about shit they don't understand. Because that's what white people love to do is to be like, mm, and then how are you going to do anything and fix anything when you're looting and rioting in the streets? It's just so unbecoming. It's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and then like you meet him and he's got like all these like activists on his walls. He's talking about how this kid was going to be the next Malcolm X, which is not his place. Like when people are doing that kind of shit, like I've gotten into so many fights, people were like, this is like excellence. I'm like, are you black? Did I not know you were black? Identify. Self-identify. Right. right here, right now. Otherwise, we're fighting. Um, right. <laughs> it, black excellence can be described from, by black people. Listen. <laughs> queer excellence by queer people. Listen. Female excellence by femme people. <laughs> listen. You cannot be like, mm, I'm about it because I have a poster. Especially when you have brought this woman here to torture her. Because like, this is also the party she threw at her. I was like, oh, and you can say the night too, right? And she's like, I didn't know we were doing this. I don't have clothes because I wore what I was going to watch your daughter in. And she's like, I'll just loan you something. And when she touches her and talks about how that color looks good on her skin, it was giving me very Michelle Fashage. And I was like, stop it. Stop it. It was giving me very uh, closeted lesbian. I was like, Amy? No, because that's... <laughs> That's one of the things white women love to do is touch a black woman they've fucking overstepped with. And I don't know why I think that makes it better. Like part of the reason Victory Gardens had to go down and fire the way it did is because the bitch who was there in that office would like fuck over all the black people. <laughs> um, and all of the ones who were like AFAB, her thing was like touch their hair or their cheek instead of apologizing and doing better. And it's like, we're not pets. You know this, right? Mm. You can't just run your gross ass fingers through my hair and be like, it's all good. And also these compliments. Stop telling black people things that get on their skin tones. Stop. Like, if you're not a cannibal, and those are my last words I'm about to hear, it's unsettling. <laughs> I'd rather just be a cannibal and let that be the last thing I fucking hear than to be like, this person thinks that's the move. I think that's the moment. It's like, this looks so good on your skin. Well, uh, yeah, especially with A, you don't know this person. Yeah. 
here's my other thing. Every black person's ever said that to a black person, they've never said it to another white person. Trent, how many times yeah. have I told you something good on your skin? I mean a couple, but not not as many as I'm sure you've had. Listen, <laughs> I guarantee you. Listen, for every one time you've heard that looks so good on your skin tone, I've gotten it forever and always. Which right. is code for you're black. I don't know how to talk to black people because I don't know any black people. Ah. Oh. Well, and it's also like that's like black people are a monolith. Not everything looks great on because I think what she doesn't she say something like oh red skin. looks great on dark on like dark yeah. skin or something like that. And I was like not every shade of red and not every shade of dark skin. So like say oh this looks great on you. You don't have to mention the skin. No, but she's not racist, so she can talk about her skin, and that makes she's not racist. These Lindas be out here telling them themselves. They say the quiet parts out loud all the time. And that's why I love that, like, Aisha's visibly uncomfortable. Like, even the doorman, which part of the reason the doorman's like, mm, I don't know how much she's going to be here. I should get to know her real fast. Oh. So hot. He was so He is so hot. Listen. <laughs> I again. Cinqua Walls is his name. Again, when I black, want to see him again. I want to see him everywhere. Um, but again, <laughs> when black people get to work with other black people, we get to have some self esteem because again, the costumes looked right, the lighting looked right, the hair looked right. Like it wasn't even that ashy shit we've seen on network TV. Like remember when Michael B. Jordan was on the Parenthood and we didn't know he was hot because the makeup department and the lighting department fucked him over. Mm. Yeah. Like, this is what happens when you let black people do black people things. We could have self-esteem and we're not sitting here going, oh, no, we look dead. I don't like it. Turn it off. Yes. I also loved the joke of, I can't remember how it gets brought up, but it's on their date. And Aisha's like, so how many kids do you have? Or something like that. And he's <laughs> like, five. <laughs> She's like, how many women or whatever? He's like five. I don't like to. What did he say? I don't know. I remember exactly, but it was really funny. They were know. so cute and they were flirting and they were talking about racism and centering white people. Because again, when you let black people do the things, we get the things. And back to my back to the point I was making. Like a lot of filmmakers who are skipping this movie because they don't engage with black art need to watch this movie so they know how to like actually work with black people. <laughs> because like again, why doesn't your lighting look this good? Why doesn't your hair look this good? Why oh. doesn't your costume look this good? Because you are hiring Every, people who don't talk to black people. Right. And when I tell you, this entire cast is gorgeous. It's shot gorgeous. It's lit gorgeous. The costumes are gorgeous. Everyone, even even the white people who you're not supposed to like, they look gorgeous. They look a little bit sickly in these lights, and it's good. It's called <laughs> it's called karma. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they they become sickly as it gets further into it, but. I, I just, I, this movie is so smart. It's so, 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 so smart. Like, I don't think I've seen black people look this good since, well, outside of Wakanda. I may destroy you because, of course, Michaela Cole knows what the fuck she's doing. Um, and Insecure, because, of course, Issa Rae knows what she's doing. Again, black people directed by black people. Listen, stop interrupting us. Stop interrupting us. <laughs> And also learn from us because again, if they would stop being like, I can't see this movie because it's too woke because I saw two black people on the cover, um, they could maybe learn a note and they could be like, who does lighting designer? Who does costume designer? As opposed right. to being like, we'll keep doing what we've been doing because it takes time to change. It don't fucking take time. Pick your feet up. Right. It's just, yeah, just listen. Listen. <laughs> and don't center yourself in your own, in your own uh, product or whatever. Like, I, I get so sick and tired of hearing it takes time because what's happened is that has been lifted from people who were fighting the good fight. Um, 
aka black people who were like we're making progress it's just slow we're doing the work it's getting there we're gonna get there it just takes time it's been taken from white people who don't do any work and they're just like it takes time so i'm gonna try and that's why that phrase sends me now when i hear it because it's always white people now it's always it's like we can't not be racist this year at this school because it takes time. <laughs> we cannot be racist at this outlet because it takes time. Theaters. Right. Um, we can't not be racist this year in our programming because it takes time. You're out of time. You're not getting my money. I'm mad at you. And we're actually fighting on social media. Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> right. 100%. The time has come and gone. Listen, if you want to be a time traveler, you can go back into a time where it did take time. <laughs> Because, again, now you're just being lazy. Right. So I will say, as a white person watching this movie, the most relatable moment in this movie for me as a white person was the child wanting the seasoned food. (laughs) (laughs) When when Aisha was getting mad, I was like, girl, I get you're frustrated, mama, but she just wants some good food. (laughs) Listen, I, that little girl, she got on my fucking nerves because like when she threw that food on the floor and was like, no, I was like, and that's why I can't be a nanny. Cause I would have been like, come pick your child up. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like the little girl got like saucy with her after the bath. And then she was talking about her about her son, Lamine and was like, Lamine is jealous of me. And I'm like, that bitch, she goes. And also I think your son is dead, but like that bitch, she goes and she gonna turn I, away but- from you. But see, I don't, yeah, because I don't think she was tell. I think he came to her, and I think it's the same kind of thing you were talking about earlier, they, making the comment about that he, yeah, from the grave even, you know. I, yeah, I, I liked that moment when she was like. It was creepy, but it was just like, this little bitch has done too much. Like, drop her, leave her. Um, because again, like, unfortunately, when you are a child, you are picking up your parents' traits. And her parents are not good people. And so that little bitch was on my nerves. And that's why I can't watch kids. <laughs> um, I I don't know. She didn't get on my nerves as much. But I do. The, yeah. I see your point, though. I was like, this kid's a dud. Um, I, <laughs> back to dragging Amy, though, specifically. Or I guess the couple, but mostly Amy. Like, I just have a list of bullets of things that upset me about this woman, who was the real horror of the movie. Because, like, she's always showing up late. She don't have no food. She doesn't communicate. She doesn't pay. And she's also just, like, whipping out all the microaggressions every time she talks to this bitch. Every time she talks to her, there's microaggression. Like, if you make microaggressions a drinking game, you would get fucked up before the 40-minute mark. I I don't understand how this woman is just, like, living. But she's a real person because I've met her. And that, I think that's why she unsettles me. Like, she's the A24 movie I'm afraid of. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I clocked the made for your skin and the touch because it reminded me of the Babysitter's Club books and how they would explain Jessica's skin or Jesse's skin and Claudia's eyes. Um, I stopped reading the descriptions of the characters in those books when I was a kid because like I didn't have the vocabulary, but I didn't like it because Jesse's skin was this kind of chocolate and Claudia's eyes were almond shaped and we had the descriptions in every fucking book. And I was like, oh, I don't understand why I don't feel good about this, but I don't feel good about it. So let's skip all these description pages and get to the story. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, like that fool having like the peop- the um, activist shit on the wall and trying to like tell her about like what's going on. Uh, I'm just like, as a white person, you don't understand what's going on in our culture. You just don't. So don't give me your cliff notes. 
And then nonchalantly mentioning that he's dead. Listen. 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 This could be an episode of white people telling me things I didn't want to know and sending me DMs I didn't need to see. And I'm just like, like stop. Well, it, yeah, because I think that that, that kind of goes back to something that I think is a a problem that I, I do believe that, you know, somewhat well-meaning white people will do is they will share the video of the cop killing the black guy or they will, and in their heads, they're trying to spread, spread the word or whatever, but it's like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to tell black people that it's terrible out here. Spoiler alert. They already know. I've had a lot of white friends. You're the last ones to the party, not them. <laughs> I've had a lot of white friends do that, and I don't think it's for selfless reasons. I think that's them processing for the first time. Racism is real. Because, again, mm. white people don't understand racism because, like, they get to study about it in school and they get to see movies about it, but they don't grow up yeah. being like, this is racism. I just experienced as a child. And so, yeah. like, now that's that true. we're here and social media is like, you really got to see it, they're like, oh, my God, it's wild. It's happening. And so, like, instead of them processing on their own time with their own therapist and their own friends and family, they're making everybody else's problem. I got so many, because uh, the pandemic made everybody go home, I got so many people texting me about how they see me and they're uplifting me. And if I ever need a body, they're the body. And I'm just like, I thought we were friends. And now that you're on your bullshit and you're processing this on my, <laughs> my messages, on my we're not friends. We're not friends. I'm looking at you differently. Because, again, like, it's bullshit to be like, I'm learning about this. And so I got to reach out to the black person I know. So that way I can feel good about myself while I'm learning. No, no. Pick up a book, reading rainbow. Well, and especially when it's not about, like I might understand that more if it were about, Hey, Sheree, I'm learning. And I realized back in the day, I might've done this to you. That might, you know, to apologize or to say, Hey, I'm learning. I'm trying to be better, but I wanted you to know that I now see that I fucked up. Like maybe that, but yeah, don't be like, I'm going to be your shield. Listen, especially because what you're doing is you're centering yourself because you're like, this is going to make me feel better today. Meanwhile, I've seen however many numbers for this year of black men die. And you're like, what makes me feel good about myself? Texting this bitch. And I'm just like, no, fuck you. Fuck off. (laughs) And so I got some relationships with a lot of people that we all know. (laughs) I'm just like, no, no. Well, and, and I also feel like it's 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 demeaning in, in the, to your relationship because, like, I feel like if I consider you a friend, I'm going to be there for you, whether, you know, regardless of your race, and, and to make it specifically, hey, Sheree, I now know racism exists, so now I'm going to be there for you. Listen. Listen. It's like, where were you ten years? Where were you right? last year? Where were you two da- two days ago? It screams, "I'm not racist. I'm a good person, and I'm not going to change anything." But I tweeted you this, and so therefore, I've done the Lord's work. Because, like, if you turn, if you flip the tables, I don't walk out of something that I find queer trauma porn and be like, "Trent, you got to know what I just saw, and I feel bad about it." Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that fucking works. I'm just like, I saw that. That's awful. Um, I'm gonna shut that down <laughs> and say less. <laughs> I'm not like, I just saw it. I'm sending you the links. Here's some photos. Here's a video. Um, Here's my review. Because I care. Thanks. Like, <laughs> five-star rating. Um, and so I just, 
the gall, the gumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's just white people need to sit down. Just sit down. That's the name of my memoir. White people sit down. <laughs> because, like, you're just trying too hard most of the time. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're a good person, you're going to be a good person. You know, like, yeah. you know, you're going to fuck up. Don't get me wrong. I fuck up. I fuck up all the time. It's by owning that and like trying to do better. But like, if you're trying too hard, if you're pushing it in someone's face, if you're texting someone to say, oh, I'm going to be there for you or whatever, yada, 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 you're just trying a little too hard and you probably need to take a step back and listen more than you talk. Every time I wrote an article or a listicle about things that were anti-Black or racist, it exposed so many people in my timeline. Um, they would read the article and then they would actively do one of the things to like make themselves feel better and we would end up with me being like did you read number 10 you should read it again <laughs> because again like it, white people love to act like things that happen to black people is trivia and so like they know this trivia and they can like outsmart you and they can one-up you and that's not right. the case you read a book you saw a movie you, right. you don't know you don't fucking know and so like i pointed at somebody because it was in the listicle i was like People study African history for one semester and they want to come up here and act like they know shit. And that's not a moment. I forget how I said it, it was more to it than that because it was a specific example as usual. And this bitch ran out of nowhere who I thought was cool. And she was like, I took a class and I understand though. And so like I have these conversations with people all the time and my black friends are okay with it. And I'm like, I'm not okay with it. And also I literally just said, you take a semester and you're like, I'm getting a whole degree in it. So I'm different. You ain't different. You're not different. You are a white person and you were actively doing three of these microaggressions I just listed on my status in broad daylight. <laughs> so you can be like, I'm different. I'm special. I'm a star. I'm a star. Um, That's the pearl moment. Um, you're not That's pearl. the pearl it's moment. <laughs> I'm a star. Like, and so I. That is a perfect example of white people, it though. It is. She was like, I tried once and it wasn't even a real try. I, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about it because that was a Patreon episode and if people want that and my thoughts on how that movie upset me and my soul, they should pay for it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I, told, I totally agree. And stop, white people, stop centering yourself in black issues. Straight people, stop centering, straight cis people, stop centering yourself in queer issues. Cis people, stop centering yourself in trans and non-binary issues. Like, if we just stopped, that's my thing. Be lazy. I'm telling you to be lazy. Don't be lazy, lazy, but you know what I mean. I like, have al- go have a drink and let somebody else talk for a second. I have always said the easiest way and the smartest way to be an ally is to shut your mouth and open your wallet. Literally. Literally. I'm not out here being like, here's what I thought of this movie has upset all the queer people on my timeline because nobody cares. It's not needed for me. Nobody needs to hear what the fuck I think. I probably agree with the right people because I usually do. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to actually be out here being like, well, here's what I think about the Cabin of the Blues and they slash them because for whom? For why? That's not my place. What I can do is when I see somebody with like a Kickstarter or something and I happen to have some change, which is very rare, I can be like, that's a story I would like to see. Here's five doll hairs. Hope it happens. Or like, I'm going to go buy another t-shirt for the Trevor Project because I like t-shirts and I got $10 today. Yay. But I'm not going to be sitting around here being like, let me tell you what I think about your community in these movies I saw about your community that you upset about. Because that's not the moment. <laughs> In 
Twitter loves to do that. Twitter loves to do I saw so many white cis people in themselves for they slash them. And they were like, but that director and writer is a gay man. And like the non-binary and trans people were like, but he's cis, cis. And it's like, but I had fun with it. And it's like, look, Judy, nobody's talking to you. And I'm like, Judy, sat down eating my popcorn and just like watching it happen. <laughs> I'm like, Judy. <laughs> well, and it's also like, yeah. And gay people can make mistakes. We all fucking make mistakes. We are all actually failing somebody. But the thing is, if you can listen and fucking learn and do better, you're winning. If you can't do those things, you're a Karen. Here we are. Listen. All right. But I, I was not done with this bitch's list of sins. Like, <laughs> oh, let's, let's go back to that. Because then we got to get to this bitch who's like, hey, by the way. I'd have fought that bitch at the airport. But like, I'm not talking about notes. So let me rewind. Okay. <laughs> back to Amy's sins. Because like, list, I used to fight everybody. I used to just, just like square it up. Like, came and take it off the earrings, undoing the wrap. <laughs> Except Malik. Malik, she needs to fight well. She could have tagged him. She already fought him in the right ways. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, her and her husband were just not going to even ask how to say Aisha's name because they're white, so they know how to say it. So, Aisha, Aisha, Usa, Isa. Um, and I'm just like, have you not seen the name Aisha before? Because literally all the black people got it. Like, even the doorman was like, Aisha. I got it. I'm a white person. Aisha. It's very, it's A-I-S-H-A. Aisha. White, white people love to see a name in a black person and think it's something that's not. They can't just be like, it's Devin. It's Devonye. And I'm like, Aisha. Listen, listen. It's not Shirley. It's Sherlantro. And I'm like, huh? Just say the name you see. But like, that's a thing. I've seen it. And there's been so many like bits about it on like different comedy shows. Because people are just like, um, what is, is it, is, is it, and it's like, it's Kevin. Kevon, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. It's also, I just, it's just mind boggling to me when people act like it's so hard to ask a question. Like, just ask. If you don't know, ask and they'll probably tell you it's just like hey what are what pronouns do you go by it's really easy it's real easy i've had to start giving people my name pronunciations when i guessed on their shows because some of them wouldn't ask and we would get there and it'd be awkward because they'd be like shalante and i'm like who that <laughs> i'm gonna call you shalante. shivers who that <laughs> Helen Shippers, are you here? I'm like, is somebody else here? Well, what's happening? How many of us on this call? And so I've had to start giving people I don't know my name pronunciation. And if I forget, like, I try and catch it before we go to be like, hey, I'm going to do that. I was tired. It's Sheree. Think hooray. Because so many people will just be like freestyling. And I'm like, you is not, you are, you exposing yourself. <laughs> and I want to leave the call. <laughs> and it's awkward because we're live. Like, <laughs> It's wild. Wild to be wild. Um, All right. But let's get to this cousin. My leaving process would have started with kicking that bitch's ass at the airport. So fucking help me. I, I, you know, I did appreciate that she fell into Malik's arms because he's a gorgeous man. Yes. But I would have at least punched a bitch out. <laughs> Something. Here's my thing. This bitch has been sending money back home for a year. Um, she's been trying to get excited to get her son here. She's going to buy tickets for the son and the cousin and all their luggage. 
this bitch could have easily been like, hey, he did. He been dead for a few days. Instead, she took all this money and fly her ass out here with all her bags, first class, up in the sky. Um, and then they're going to ignore her phone calls. Listen, how are you going to ignore her phone calls when she's looking for her son at the airport? You thought you were going to get away with that? Um, and so, like, she got to find the bitch because she's like, well, where are they? And she hears the phone ring. She turns around. She's like, um. And that's when the bitch is like, oh, I didn't know how to tell you. Your son did. I would have popped her in the face. We would all <laughs> been in jail. I'm not maternal, but you ain't gonna let me, you're not gonna take my money and not give me my fucking son that I paid for. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna do that. Right. Oh, and then, and then the gall, the fucking gall to say, because this, I remember it, because I almost punched someone in my house when she said, if you had only gotten us the ticket sooner. Listen. Do not blame this woman who was not even in the same continent for the death of her son, which I'm sure she's already doing herself because that's human nature. I would, if I, Malik should have done something. Malik should have punched her in the face. My other thing (laughs) is she didn't have to pay for the cousin's ticket. She didn't pay for her son's ticket. She was doing the cousin a solid and the cousin was acting fucking brand new because even before she got there, the cousin was like, you never asked about my mother. My mother's not doing well. And it's like, bitch, you, you sitting over here with her dead son, not saying nothing. You don't get to like (laughs) be trying to gaslight her too. You got to pick or choose. You can't do it all. Which lane? What lane? And she might have been able to get her son a ticket if she didn't pay for both of your asses. Right, right. Because you know she also sent her money back to take care of him because he was six and six-year-olds are running through clothes, they're running through shoes, they need to eat oh, food, yeah. They're running schools, through shit, and so towels. Like, listen, listen. And she's like, the waves must have got him. And I'm like, bitch, if you knew the waves was doing all that, why you got him out in the, why you got him out in the beach? Also, how do you, how do you and your soul take a woman's money and buy yourself a first-class ticket and roll out with nine bags, knowing four-wheel bags for international flights cost money. They right. cost money. I have that one bag. I got to fight Delta with her every time because I get a free bag. That's all I can do. <laughs> money. And she opened it with all her belongings, going to try and duck and dodge a bitch's phone call. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? You really thought you were going to fly out here and she wasn't going to be like at the airport waiting for you and her son? Like, yeah, no, we ain't. Yeah, you out the family. We ain't. We ain't related no more. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have punched her in the face and then hop on a plane and went and punched her mom in the face too. Um, <laughs> so all that shit she brought with her, then got back on the plane. Listen, she had. She brought everything from the country with her. Um, like I was like, did you leave anything in your house? Um, <laughs> she I, made me so mad. That's where the movie should have started because I was like, if we ain't fighting, what are we doing? If we're not fighting her, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And it goes back to being yeah. artsy because, like, again, this movie, this movie is such a fucking mood because it's African folk horror, but it's also a little bit of art house, but it's also a little bit of drama, but it's also a little bit of ghost haunting. I I don't know, like A two four ish, but Baba Duck. I don't know. It's so many different things. Like this is, these are all the paints. <laughs> That we don't always get to use when we see movies made over here. And I live, I live, because normally we have to go international for this. Um, but they brought it to us because <laughs> they know we're lazy assholes. They bring it to us every ball. Every ball. Tens across the board. Tens, <laughs> tens across the board. I love it. Yeah, I know this film is incredible. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want I'm Anna to do more an, horror. Yeah, I'm now Anna Diop. Diop? I think it's Diop. Diop. 
I'm now an Anna Diop fan. Well, I'll say Anna D. I'm now an Anna D fan. Listen, I'm here for Anna D and whatever she want to do, but also if you're going to back and punch that cousin, that's good too. I mean, that's a sequel. Nanny Listen. part two. Because she was like, I'm going to go try and have peace with this new baby. I'm like, no, no, no. We got we to gotta clear this bitch first. Then you got peace with your new baby. Because like, where you yeah. go from here? That bitch owe you all that money back. Oh, she better pay me back. Also, I feel like there's a lawsuit there because again, your son drowned. I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> it was not going to tell you if you hadn't like actually heard her phone ringing. Right. Right. What was her plan? Was her plan literally to go there and not say anything to her? Liter- how, 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 how? Because again, like the woman's not fucking thinking. This woman paid for you to fly her son out. She's going to be at the airport. How you got around her grace. And she's just standing there waiting for a bus. Like, hey, I'm just chilling. Like, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand. Because at the end of the day, even if, like, you need to escape that badly, because I know that things be happening to countries and, like, America don't even fucking know. Um, I get it. True. But, like, you need to go ahead and tell a bitch, your son is dead. I'm going to reimburse you for my ticket. Uh, I'm so sorry that happened. You can't just be like, mm, I'm getting out of here. Bye, bitches. None of her money was used. None of her money was used for this trip. Because, like, <laughs> Aisha paid for everything. Autumn bags that she would have been bleeding over when I was done with her. That's all been paid for. <laughs> this new outfit, that's Aisha's money. Right. She came over looking real good. I said, listen, listen. I get it. Grief hits everyone differently. I would have had a murder charge. Like, on my you could have, the least you could have done was been like, hey, he died. We're going to have a funeral and we're going to like let you like zoom in or whatever the fuck. Like, this woman gets no closure with her son. Um, she gets none because yeah. her cousin decided she'd rather be in New York than let this woman have her moment and feel her feels. That bitch and Amy are the real horror of the movie. Truly. Truly. All right, Shrey, you ready for yeah. hot takes? Um, my hot take is quick and cute. We literally just talked to Anthony last season. Um, Anthony from Fuck You Hexed about how Candyman is black folk horror and we were trying to think of other ones and so i'm happy this one showed up as a new addition to this category because we don't have enough black folk horror because it's usually something only reserved for white people as usual i have a question about that would we i know it's not i'm not comparing quality of film okay the preferences <laughs> wouldn't bad hair be black horror black folk horror i'm not going to dignify that um with an answer because i blocked that movie well, Next listeners, question. help me out. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, I think it would be considered because it's about like the folktale of the of the. Me and Anthony have a cute little list on that Candyman twenty twenty one episode um, from last season. If y'all want to go back and listen to that and get some names, because we did come up with a couple, but like it's just. Bones was one. Yeah. I remember that, and I agree. Yeah, because, like, the thing is, it's out there, but people won't watch it because it's too woke because there's black people on it. Um, and if there's black people on it, you can't watch it if you're white because how dare you? <laughs> um, they literally act like we don't see them playing on our faces. His house has been on Netflix for three years. Ask me how many people are still waiting to watch it or haven't gotten around to it. Right. A lot. Too, too fucking many. many. And a lot of them are critics. And I'm just like, you sit at home watching Netflix all fucking day. You can hit play. You watch Wednesday. Listen, if you can pull up for Timmy Burton, you can fucking pull up for his house. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dance dance with my hands and hands on your fucking face. Like, I just... <laughs> 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 
Yeah. So my hot take is a little different, and we may differ on this hot take a little bit. But um, mine is I thought it was refreshing that the horror or the scariness of this film didn't center around the child because I think anytime you put a child in horror, not anytime, a lot of the time, there's children in horror that the like something is spooky about the child. And yet she did have that one weird scene where she's like, yeah, uh, uh, whatever told me that this happened, which was spooky, but that was only because the thing told her that she wasn't doing spooky shit. I thought it was really refreshing because I think it's a little lazy. It's borderline lazy now to have creepy kids. Cause it's like, I could give you a thousand other films to do that. I am glad they focused on the real monsters of this film. The parents. I, the parents were the fucking worst, but I do think that like, there's something to be said for Aisha having premonitions and then being haunted by the actual son, because she knew something was not right. She felt it and her like mother intuition shit. And that's why she was getting more and more obsessed with these phone calls that needed to happen. And like when the cousin was like, oh, he's asleep. He's asleep. He's asleep. He's asleep. I'm like, he's sleeping a lot. Is he narcoleptic? Um, <laughs> um, and that's when she escalated for her. Because like her son was like, I'm dead. Do you need to know I'm dead? And I'm mad because uh, I'm six. And yeah, yeah. Like, again, this is just, it's such an understated horror movie. And I, I fucks with those when they're done well. I like that. I like that that description. Understated horror film. Because, yeah, it, it's not super scary. Like, I wasn't like, oh, God, I'm terrified. But, like, it's creepy. It's crawly. It's all the above. With that spider crawl in her mouth, I was like, no. That's the scariest part of this film. Every time the spider walks out, I have to look away. Because I can't do fucking spiders. That's my one thing with this movie. I'm like, no. And I gotta be like, is it over yet? Is it over yet? And I live alone, so I gotta just like estimate. So there's, I'm sure there's seconds I have missed before and after the spiders appear <laughs> that I will never know. <laughs> spiders and needles for me. No, man, must stand. If you get a spider with a needle, it's dark side it. <laughs> no, get that shit out of my life. Let's <laughs> take it onto that other street. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. know that. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. <coughs> oh God, I'm dying I'm here. I'm spinal needers. <laughs> I need a lady. Anyway, uh, spinal spinal needles. Uh, anyway. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week, we're going to be covering the Evil Dead, which it's weird because I even had to look that. I was like, it's the yeah. Evil Dead. It is. It's, that's the title. I've always called it Evil Dead, but it is because Evil, Evil Dead. Dead franchise. Like, once it becomes a franchise, what is what are the V's? What are the A's? Oh my God. <laughs> Um, but that's right, y'all. It's we're shifting gears and we're going um into a new 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 theme and a new 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 decade called We Love the 80s, which might be a lie. We love um, the 80s. We might get there and it might become We Love the 80s question mark. But we're gonna do it. Um the rest of the season. I I I feel confident in saying we love part of the 80s. I look at our list of movies we have, and if that's what we're covering, I love some of the 80s. Um <laughs> I, I love some of them. Why didn't that's why I'm gonna be there for we pick this title for this month? <laughs> Stay tuned, y'all. We'll have to figure out what '80s Sheree loves and what '80s Sheree. I'm gonna call out six for a couple. That's all there is to that. Um, <laughs> you better call Tyrone. Yes. <laughs> <Call> <laughs> <him>. <laughs> but you can't use my phone. All right. Y'all. <laughs> Again, thank you everyone for listening, and as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.